Hey friends, I'm Sierra. And I'm Caitlin. And we're friends. But we've never met each other in real life. That's because technology allows you to feel like you're virtually best friends with everyone that you meet online, which is pretty cool. Through storytelling, we're able to learn about others' passions and drives and learn what makes them unique. We want to hear your story so that we can become virtually best friends. Hey, VBFs, welcome back to Virtually Best Friends Pod. Caitlin, how are you today? I'm doing really well, Sierra. How are you doing? You know, we can talk about that a little bit more when we get into our thumbs up and thumbs down. <laughs> that sounds delightful. Should we just jump right in for this week in February? Yes, let's do it. Okay, so my thumbs down is that today has been very Tuesday vibes for me. And I say that because... Mm, you know how everyone's like, oh my gosh, a case of the Mondays, like I don't like Monday and Monday blues and things like that. Tuesdays are that day for me. I usually have like low energy. It's just mm-hmm. like one of those days where like things just kind of suck for some reason, like no reason at all, but they just don't feel great. The vibes are not there. And that's how today felt. And I wonder if it's just because, you know, I have had an unorthodox week this week just because I had celebrations and things going on. So Tuesday was like, no, no, don't forget about me. These vibes exist. And today <laughs> like hit me like a bus. And I was like, so lethargic and like, Aww. just meh, you know, just meh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally, where you just become so unenergized at random points. Ugh, that is the worst. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's all right. I got I started feeling better at the end of the day. Seeing Caitlin makes me feel better all the time. And then she also uh, let us push our start time back so I can eat some food, and like food makes me happy. So, <laughs> yay! I'm ready for the episode. <laughs> we are here, friends. We're here. What is your thumbs down, Caitlin? Uh, my thumbs down was almost the exact same thing. It has just been kind of a, it's been a really fun week with Valentine's Day on Monday and celebrating that with kids. But gosh, if there is anybody out there who's listening who is a teacher, you will definitely understand the week after Halloween, Valentine's Day, any big holiday is just a struggle as a teacher, as a student, because kids are so hyped up on sugar. So yesterday hit and I totally understand how you feel today, Sierra, because that is how I felt yesterday. Just there was so much sugar all week, me included. I was eating a whole box of Dove chocolates, but it's fine. We made it through. Yeah, you did. You know what's crazy? I went on a hunt for some Valentine's Day candy on Valentine's Day, and there was none available. Really? I went to several stores. Um, They had already moved on. They were like, no, no, it's time for Easter or St. Patrick's Day. But I wanted some, it was one of those things where I was trying to do a last minute like Valentine's surprise for someone and yeah. there were no, there were no Valentine's candy out. It oh, that sad. is a bummer. Yeah. That is a bummer. I will say that is one thing that bugs me about any holiday commercially is that we are so quick to move on to the next holiday, even before the original holiday is over. Ugh, that's disappointing. Yeah. Uh, oh, well. Didn't have as much candy as I wanted to have. (laughs) Oh, darn. But Uh, it's it's okay. Uh, What was your thumbs up this week? My thumbs up is that besides it being kind of a crazy week, Valentine's Day was very fun for little kids. And it's so fun to see it through their eyes and how thrilled and excited they are. But my other thumbs up is that we got enough snow last night. So we had a delayed start today, which was our first one this year. So that was really exciting that... 
we got to sleep in and remember what it felt like to get enough sleep on a weekday. <laughs> and that was just so exciting. And tomorrow we don't have school and we also don't have school on Monday. So we're heading nice. into a four-day weekend. I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I love that for you. Thank oh, you. Man. Me too. What is your thumbs up? Uh, my thumbs up is that um, I just was able to celebrate two big things in, since the last time we chatted. One was the birthday of Ambitiously You. So I've had that Woo-hoo. business now for a year. And but it's just a cool little milestone. You know what I mean? Like I was going to celebrate it a little bit more than I did. But literally every day that goes by feel, has felt like sand through my fingers lately. Like I haven't been able mm. to keep up with things um and it, i blink and it's like 8 p.m and i'm like what 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 happened so didn't really celebrate it but excited that that milestone happened and you know that's a thing um the second thing that happened was that my birthday was a few days later so um i've had a lot of fun like over the past like few days just like doing like things that i like to do with some people that i love and uh, getting to celebrate. I got a bunch of new books and like ate good food and yeah, got to feel Yay. special for a couple days, you know. Sierra, those are incredible milestones and I'm just so happy for you that you have been able to celebrate this week. Ah, so many good positives. February is a good month. February is the best month, Caitlin. It is. <laughs> oh, a great you one. Get it. <laughs> I can't. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have as much candy, but I definitely had plenty of cake because I made these like little heart shaped cakes, which were like Ooh. strawberry cake with cream cheese icing. And I gave some away, but like I had plenty of batter left over to make more. <laughs> so I've been eating a lot of cake. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Cake is the best. Do you, what kind of cake do you use? Um, I mean, I, it was just a strawberry mix. I'm not Yum. loyal to a brand. Okay. I also don't bake like ever. So this is the first time I've even made like cake in a really long time. And I'm glad it came out okay. <laughs> that sounds amazing. And that I had a little throwback because back at the beginning of the pandemic, when I did my grocery orders, I would just buy boxes of funfetti. And that was like mm-hmm. My weekday snack, which is sad, but that's where we were in life. But that sounds absolutely wonderful. For uh, funfetti, classic. Love a good yes. funfetti with like chocolate icing is my my jam. Mm, yeah, yum, so good. Oh, good. Um, well, Caitlin, do you have a fun fact for us today? Oh, yes, I do, Sierra. This one is pretty good. I thought this was very funny, but it makes a lot of sense too. So did you know that the Eiffel Tower changes size every year? What do you mean? Like, does it sink down or something? Kind of. (laughs) So now it doesn't shrink or get bigger any large amount. It's just 15 centimeters at like its max. And I have to like estimate that on my hands. Um, But it becomes 15 centimeters taller during the summer because of the heat that is going on and it, the iron heats up and it expands, which actually makes a lot of sense, but it is just kind of a funny thing. Oh, no, that is a great one because I was like, is it sinking? You know how like Florida or like some places are sinking. I'm like, it's the weight of this building, like just forcing it to go down a little bit. But no, duh. Like you said, it makes sense. Like the expansion of the iron. Okay. Okay. Look at that. Kind of a fun fact for your day. I love that. 
Well, friends, Sarah and I were chatting about things that we love. And if you've been around for a while, you may know that we used to have, instead of our fun facts section, we had a throwback section for all of our throwback Thursdays, where we would throw out some fun throwbacks. And we ended up coming up with some really good throwbacks with some great conversations over the last year. And we figured it was a good time to do a few more throwbacks for y'all. Yeah, so welcome to the throwback episode. We definitely miss having this segment because like Caitlin said, the nostalgia was so real and getting to talk about just these things that we remember from growing up. Um, it's so typical of a millennial, to be honest. <laughs> I was like reading up or maybe I heard one time, it was just like something about like why is our generation or like why are we so fixated on the the 90s and like why like that's such a big thing for us and some of the theory just talks about how things were changing so fast for our generation versus others just because we lived in a time where technology was really picking up so Yes, we got to enjoy things, but it was a very finite span of time, but definitely longer than like, say, Gen Z or like people nowadays Mm -hmm. have to enjoy items because now we're living in this time where as soon as it becomes popular, it's unpopular. Like the trend disappears as quickly as it came versus like in the 90s. Yeah, trends in pop culture was definitely a big thing during that time period, but it was also it slowly phased out, if that makes sense. Mm hmm. That's such a good point, though, as you say that, because a lot of the things as I was going through maybe the different events that were happening in the 90s, there were so many new, like, giant things that had never been done before, like the development of technology and, like, the establishment of Google. I mean, like, it was – Google was started in a garage. And you think about, like, how far we've come since that point. It's insane to think about how much change has happened in the last, like, 25, 30 years. Yeah, well, that and like even the introduction of social media and how like that changed life for a lot of people um, to be able to experience things happening in different parts of the country or in the world more Mm -hmm. readily than it was available previously. Like you could still access some of the information, but it was much more difficult and not as many people had access to that information. It reminds me too of kind of like that idea about even news or like how we tend to get bombarded with so much uh, bad news. And some people just say that like, we're not really equipped to be able to know what's going on everywhere all the time. And that it was almost a little more peaceful to live in this time period where your main concern really was within your radius Mm-hmm. Just because yeah. you didn't have that access or like as a kid, even you didn't have that access for sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, interesting. Anyway, not to yeah. not to turn the conversation down, but <laughs> it's totally true, though. It's a thing. <laughs> it is. And I appreciate you bringing that up because it. I think it's good to go back and reflect about what things were like. Yeah. Okay. Well, should we jump right into some of our throwbacks here? Yes, you start. <laughs> Alrighty. So one of the very first things that I think about, especially since we were pretty young during the 90s, um, born in 93. So really, our lives were really only the first seven years were spent in the 90s. And I think definitely as a kid, one thing that dominated my childhood that I just remember very vividly is the rise of Beanie Babies and how 
important they were in our lives as like a gift. I remember giving at a birthday party and receiving at a birthday party. And I think the mania really grew. There were kids who would sell Beanie Babies on a table, like in front of their garages at one point as a kid. It was just crazy. And then I think when the Princess Diana Beanie Baby came out, that was really popular too. I don't know. It was just a lot of chaos with Beanie Babies and somehow, like, what do you do with them? I remember they would just, like, sit. I don't think I'd ever actually play with them. That's so funny. That's because back then they swore that Beanie Babies were going to be, like, the most valuable thing in the world eventually. And (laughs) that did not happen. (laughs) No, not at all. I mean, like, the Diana Beanie Baby was definitely the one that made the most money, But that was so rare and few and far between. So I guess jokes on us for believing (laughs) that. I mean, it was like a great marketing tactic, right? Like we all bought so many of them. Oh my gosh, yes. But you brought up a great point, actually. And I think it's something that's debated a little bit about whether you're considered a 90s kid or a 90s baby or whatever. Mm -hmm. Depending on where you were in your timeline during those years, like what pivotal ages were you at during those years? Now, I still consider myself and us to be 90s babies. I think we're still early enough in that cutoff where we have memories from the 90s and that we grew up and experienced some of those things during that time. I do agree, though, that a lot of our formative memories were in the early 2000s because that's when we were teenagers. Now, mm-hmm. other people are on the other side of the debate where they say, well, you have to be like a teenager during those years for it to kind of count to like really grasp the culture that was going on at that time. So I don't know. I think it's a little bit of a little bit of both. And it kind of really depends. Like I wouldn't say like you were born in 1999 that you were necessarily a 90s kid because like, right. yeah, okay, the number, but you didn't experience the culture right. at one or less than one, you know? Yeah. And I would also argue too, though, I feel like we were probably picking up on the culture too from all of the TV and the music that was still around at the time. But yeah, I do agree. I think there are parts of the 90s that I can say, you know, I wasn't as familiar with as other people. I feel like if you were born in like 89 or 90 and you kind of have more of that experience in the decade, that might contribute to that too. But it's all interesting. We'll claim it, though. We are definitely 90s kids, and we have that nostalgia. Um, One of the things that I want to talk about is that um, one of the articles that I was looking at mentioned the fact that we had trapper keepers, which, like, throwback for me because I was like, man, um, that really is one of those things. Like I used to love having those huge like binders and being like, oh, I have the tabs for each subject. And like, I just want to keep one binder this year instead yes. of having all the notebooks. But um, I also had this like conversation with my coworkers when I was on the trip. And we were talking about the fact that kids like don't really use lockers these days and how like, you know, we don't really do that anymore and my coworkers were so like in shock they're like what do you mean <laughs> like well where do you put your your books and one of the like some of them were parents and they were like oh yeah like they most of the time they don't have books anymore they have like class versions of the books sometimes you get books to take home 
If not, it's all electronic now. And like the one person was like, his mind was blown. He was like, I just don't understand. And I was like, to be fair, I was in that age where it was phasing out. Like we had access to our lockers, but Mm -hmm. lockers weren't really a thing at my school. It was inconvenient. Like we had three Mm -hmm. buildings. So like there was no way you could get to your locker in time between the class most of the time. And interesting. We just kept our stuff with us and we had different like, you know, block scheduling. So it's not like you had to have all seven classes with you all the time. So, right. That's so interesting. Lockers were such a big deal. Partially, I think, because we didn't have them in elementary school and we had like the half lockers, like the singular. Mm -hmm. But when you were talking about trapper keepers, that was just bringing me back to, I feel like we probably did a throwback on this like a year ago on VBF pod. But I just remember with those trapper keepers, you'd have to carry so much stuff with you and it added so much bulk to it. And I also remember (laughs) distinctly that it would not fit inside my backpack, but also like I had to fit all of my Lisa Frank folders into the trapper keeper, which wouldn't always fit in there because you'd have to like zip up around all this paper like mass. (laughs) Definitely remember the struggle of trying to like close the zipper at the end of the day especially if you had your pencil pouch in there and you had to have like your different coordinated like gel pens or like your pencils that you can do that refillable lid like pencil one yes those like the best kind of um clickable mechanical pencils were so good as a teacher though i've experienced when my students have had trapper keepers and they are the worst things ever because kids just kind of throw them places and there's no really good place to store them you can't really put them in desks like they have to be on the floor Mm -hmm. they're just a pain (laughs) (laughs) man seeing the other side of things (laughs) yes it really is funny Okay, so one of the other things that I was looking at, too, kind of along this line of toys that came out in the 90s were Furbies. (laughs) I remember not liking Furbies at (laughs) all. Those things are so creepy. They're so creepy. And I feel like they tried to make a rise. What was it? Like in 2015 or something, there was like the Furby movie. And it just like that just sounded so unappealing to me. It did briefly come back. (laughs) Yes, but the Furby came out in 1998, which is crazy. So kind of like you were saying, I think it was more of an early 2000s trend too, but it was still a big deal. Yes, no, I agree. It's definitely a memory that I have. And we had a couple, but they were just so creepy. We like, it wasn't my favorite thing to have. (laughs) I am with you on that one. Oh, man. Another thing that's funny is that, like, before we got, we started doing this episode today, Caitlin and I was talking about the rise of, like, Apple and, like, Mac and things like that. And so back in the day, (laughs) it wasn't typical for everyone in your household to kind of, like, have their own computer. Back in the day, like, there was, like, one central computer, if your family had one. And it was like you were fighting for time or you were like waiting for dial up for the internet connection. (laughs) Yes. And like it was just this, you know, block hunk of a computer of a CPU sitting on like some desk somewhere in your living room or your office. I loved the way you just described that. Yes. I just like ours was like never cute. Like the first computer. So gross. Heavy gray looking ones. Unless you were cool enough to have. One of those colorful iMacs or yes. like 
have a computer lab at school where all of them were like those like colorful computers. And they were, I remember like the cool colors. Like I always wanted the orange one. Yeah. And the yeah. matching mouse that would go with it because it was like exactly. color coordinated. I'm literally looking at a picture right now. <laughs> okay. Also, I feel like that was so preemptive of like that iPod era when you have mm-hmm. all the colors and like those bold statements to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a throwback. I mean, like imagine, like I feel like kids today can't imagine a world without iPhones and Apple. And yes. I didn't even first get, I didn't get my first iPhone until college because my mom was like, no, because that was back when like internet wasn't unlimited and like texting and things like wasn't unlimited. Like those were a hefty additional fees. And like sometimes parents like, you know, they just opted not to do it. Mm-hmm. So I um didn't get an an iPhone until then, but there was a phase, a stage where every other year, no, every year basically we would get, and this is very privileged, but like almost every year we would get like almost an upgrade on our um on our iPods. So mm-hmm. back when phones and didn't like store all of your music, yeah, you had an iPod, and I can even go back before then, but I remember like having a shuffle and having a nano and having a video Mm -hmm. and having a touch, like literally like we would just keep going Mm -hmm. with them, the different ones, or maybe it was every other year, but yeah, loved those. I have one still, well, I have like two of them still, but one of them I kept because you could get them like have special messages on them. And my mom like, oh yeah, the engravings. Yeah. My purple nano has a message from my mom on it. (laughs) That is a good memory. That is for sure. And back when the time when you had two separate devices, like your phone and your iPod, mm-hmm. it was pretty clutch. <laughs> okay. Or well, you were like me and like I had a juke briefly in high school. Oh, I remember and I those. got it just because it was like a big, they were like, oh, listen to your music on your phone. And like, it was more of a music device than it was a phone it just happened to be able to text and call too but the screen was so small oh my goodness but I forgot about those yeah was and it was a big deal full keyboards anyway like a lot of right. like some phones had full keyboards but most of the time you weren't texting oh yeah T9 yeah T9 all the way I'd probably give me a T9 phone and I will still be able to remember what keys I'd, yes. I'd text with underneath the table. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, there were also a ton of movies that came out during the 90s. And one of the big ones was Titanic. We had Leonardo DiCaprio. And I remember distinctly after the Titanic came out, My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion was on constantly. Like that was on every single radio <laughs> station. That was always at the movie theater every time that we would go there. Yes, I feel like that song was a little bit overplayed, but it's kind of crazy to think that it came out in the 90s. Oh my gosh. I remember, I still remember watching that movie for the first time. It was like in my grandma's basement with my, my aunt is a year younger than me. And I remember just like all of us and you had to watch it in two separate tapes because the length of the movie was too long. So you had to like watch part one and then you take that VHS out and watch part two. But then you'd have to like rewind the VHS before you popped in the second one. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And we've already talked about the smell of VHSs and the sound it makes when it's yes. like when you're first putting it in or even when you're injecting it, ah, ejecting it. Yeah. All the flashbacks right now. 
It really is. I am with you on that one. So we've talked a little bit about having more personal devices with cell phones, with iPods, and we also chatted, I know before too, about the hit clips and like the Walkmans were a big deal. But one of the other things was the Tamagotchi, which I feel like I had one and I ended up killing the Tamagotchi. But for those of you who are out there, Tamagotchi was basically like a digital pet and you'd have to feed it and walk it and take care of it every single day. Otherwise it would die. And then like you couldn't bring it back to life and the device would just be dead. <laughs> I mean, it's a really good marketing strategy now that I'm thinking about it because it like made you keep wanting to buy the things over and over and over again. And I mean, there were so many like spinoffs and things that like developed off of that like neopets and like even um nintendo started to be like nintendo was always there but when it was like going through that span of changing devices they had nintendogs for ds yeah me and my sister played that game i I had a game And yes. if you didn't go take it on a walk, it would like or feed it, it would be really upset with you when you got back. And sometimes it would run away if you didn't take care of it. You know, I'm gonna blame my addiction on my phone and social media to Nintendo Dogs. That sounds like it's pretty accurate because you know what? you have to go on it all the time. Exactly. That is a good. That's that's where it all started because yep. they were like, you have to come back or. There are going to be consequences if you don't show up right. and play our games every day. <laughs> Once again, these companies really, really ran the roost at that point. <laughs> oh, man, you are so right. But speaking of like Nintendo and devices, too, that was another thing that me and my sister got to enjoy. Um, we would switch off because it was both of us. So like sometimes like one person would get the upgrade and then the next year, like the other person would get the upgrade. So like I had a Game Boy Color and then my sister had the next year, my sister got like the Game Boy Advance. And then the next year I got a, the SP, which I still have. And then my sister got like the DS and then we've got like a DS Lite. Like <laughs> doing that type of thing and just playing all those games and playing like Pokemon, like on your Game Boy Color before like there was a backlit screen where you just like had to get an attachable light or be like looking at the street lights hoping that like it'll pass like while you're in the car trying to play the game <laughs> yes back before backlighting mm. tough I'm life i'm so glad we've come we've come a far away we've come a long yeah. way yeah we really have in that aspect for sure okay so a couple of the other I'm just going to make this kind of a lump category. Some of the other big moments of the 90s were a lot of other like movies. Um, Harry Potter came out. Uh, We also had Forrest Gump that was released besides (laughs) Titanic. And then the original Space Jam too. Oh man, I I giggle because I just remembered that like two episodes ago we were talking about whether Forrest Gump was a romance. (laughs) That is exactly what I was thinking as well. But gosh, I mean, I feel like Forrest Gump is its own genre to itself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay, so like one of these like random one, there were so many random snacks in the 90s. Lots of them that are no longer available, probably for very good reason. Um, (laughs) The health factor was not quite where it could be. Um, But one of the ones that showed up on the list was that the pizza, like the pepperoni pizza flavored combos, and they are still available. 
Oh, but I love those. Those are so I, tasty. I love them too. I so associate good. the memory I associate most with combos, especially particularly the pepperoni pizza flavor combos, is that my mom used to really like them. So we didn't eat them a lot, but whenever like she had to take us to doctor's appointments or like we were out of school for some reason, we would always stop and she would get combos so that we can have them Ooh. as a snack. And so I just really associate them with like random childhood like oh activities and things. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Every once in a while I get them like on the road trip or something. Like again, it's not something I go to the store and get regularly, but like right. it's a nostalgia buy for sure. It totally is. I feel like that is definitely like the heart of my road trip memories or those like random snacks that you'd buy in the gas station on a road trip. Oh, that brings back a lot of memories. Also other foods that came out. I remember, and maybe this wasn't the nineties, but I just distinctly remember a lot of like blizzards as a kid. Like I feel Mm. like the blizzards were invented or something along those lines, or like ice cream cakes were really big for a while too. Cause Mm. every single one of my friends would have like an ice cream cake at their birthday party. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're right. With, like, the picture of themselves on, like, the edible (laughs) paper or whatever. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. No, you're right. Ice cream cakes were definitely a big thing for a second. I feel like they have – they're not, like, phased out, but you're right. Like, there was a time where every time you went anywhere, it was an ice cream cake. (laughs) Yes, there was. And it was, like, the thing to have at, like, say you're going to – I, I don't know. We had like this weird indoor jungle gym place that it seemed like every kid had a birthday party at, which like is kind of, it was really gross. It was like not quite Chuck E. Cheese, but we're getting there. <laughs> so I just remember a lot of ice cream cakes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. did you ever have any of that like plastic furniture? Yes. I had the inflatable furniture too. Yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, like, it was yeah. so fun. I did not. I never had them. My aunt did, though. So, again, one of those things, like, at my grandma's house was, like, we we grew up together. Yeah. Like, she had, like, uh, basically an entire set, like, in the basement. Of, like, these inflatable, like, plastic chairs that, like, everyone wanted in that time period. Oh, those were the so best. Cool. <laughs> they were so cool. And it's so goofy, too. I mean, they took forever to blow up. <laughs> Oh my gosh, when they started to like deflate. <laughs> yeah, and you'd You're... be sitting them for too long. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right up there with like slap bracelets and, and choker necklaces. Oh my gosh, yes, which is funny how those have come back. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Everything comes back eventually. It does. Do you remember doodle bears? Yes, I do. And you like get them, and they were pink, and you'd color all over them. Uh-huh. Oh, those you can the wash best. them, and they're like the doodles will go away. They said I didn't have yeah. one. Again, my aunt had either. one. <laughs> my aunt had one, and we used to like mess with it. And but they were so cool. I remember like the commercials for them. Yes. Um, oh my gosh! Speaking of commercials, the infomercials back then in like the nineties and two thousands were next level just what like the type of product that they were trying to sell to us and like us as kids just sitting in front of the tv watching like cartoons or like 
those shows and being like, mom, but it's only yes. two, only three easy payments of $9.99. <laughs> I am cracking up because I have this distinct memory of my brother and I trying to pool our money to like buy something on an infomercial. And we woke up really early because we kept wanting this one item on it infomercial i don't even remember what it was but yes those three easy payments make it sound so easy, easy <laughs> and having no real concept like i'm like it's only right. three oh three payments of 19.99 like right. you know like it was no big deal something like that and oh my gosh i wanted so many things i wanted those little like paint brushes the ones that like allow you to paint with like the multiple colors at the yes. same time um also the ones that allow you to like blow through them like the <gasps> airbrush ones. i remember those those were oh. so fun did you have some i did have some of those oh, yeah nice. and i remember using them all the time except you'd have to make sure that you didn't inhale after you blew it out <laughs> i do remember getting like mouthfuls of paint Oh. So <laughs> probably not very good for you. <laughs> oh man. Uh and also like sometimes there was something educational. Like I wanted those, like were they zoo pet books? Like there was some information about these like books, and they're basically like in-depth, uh, like natural geographic, basically like books where they will send you one every yes. month or something like that. And there's an infomercial for it. Story works um, or something. It was something. I, I don't know. The name. But I always wanted it. Yeah. And like um the weird like cake pans were a thing. Like I didn't particularly want those, but do you remember the things that were like basically you can like put a full um uh I'm having a hard time describing it, but like like you could put like a hunk of icing like but in the middle and like you can make like a yes. ball and like anyway, lots of infomercials basically that I wanted. Those and workout infomercials. So if you watch TV until a certain time at night, that's when all like the weird infomercials would hit, right? I remember I would watch Sean T do hip hop abs and think, I want this program. I want to learn how to dance and and get fit by working, like by dancing, by working out. You know? Oh my gosh. I wanted it so bad, like as a teenager. So later than the 90s, but like being like, oh, this program's gonna teach me how to dance. I'm gonna look like yes. really cute and like it's gonna be amazing. Fast forward to now, if you get like a beach body subscription. Hip hop apps is on there because it's like no way. is a is a beach body like person. Oh, I didn't so, realize that. I went back. I didn't know either. Like I like found it. I happened upon it. Like one of the early programs, right? Hip hop apps. I was like, no way. Like crazy. long dream come true. It comes I, full circle. <laughs> I did one of the workouts. So ridiculous. So <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> I can only imagine. I remember those infomercials distinctly. Oh that is crazy. It's so ridiculous, Caitlin. I will probably never do it again. But like, you know that like whole commentary about like healing your inner child, your inner child, yes. or like doing something. Yes. It was one of those things I did for my like younger Sierra. Like younger Sierra yeah. would have loved to live in a moment where she could do hip hop abs. <laughs> And I did it. I was like, this program is so ridiculous. Because, like, the people that are in the class with him in the dance moves, like, I bet during that time when it was super novel, you know, it was, like, a cool thing. Doing right, it for now, sure. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Oh, that's too funny that all these years later. Wow. 
<laughs> still available, folks. That is pretty funny. Oh my goodness. Well, on kind of a different end of things, um, <laughs> I was really obsessed with the Easy Bake Oven in the 90s, and I can still smell and taste all the little cakes that I would make constantly. <laughs> oh, that was the best. <laughs> you know, my sister and I had one because we begged really? for it. We did not use it often. Oh, really? <laughs> we oh, used it so a good. Like, handful of times, if that, mm. because I don't know, like... It just felt like it took so long to like make like one little thing, and then there's two of us, and like <laughs> it's true. It wasn't. <laughs> it was like very much a smaller easy bake oven than <laughs> actually baking something in the oven for yeah, sure. But... Oh my gosh! You know what? So I just looked it up because I was super curious about some of these things, and they still sell an easy bake oven. Walmart still sells. Like a modern version of an easy bake oven. Well, kids these days have their own like monastery kitchen. So I don't yeah. know how they're doing as far as sales go. Maybe they should just like plug in one of those mini kitchens and call it good. Just combine yeah. it all. <laughs> have you seen any of those videos of like the like two-year-olds like cooking a full meal? And you're just kind of like, no, this kid has his life. Way more put together than I do. <laughs> no, I have not seen that. That's so interesting. Uh, you know, you can find them on my favorite place, TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and there we are, folks. <laughs> I, I've been trying so hard not to bring it up up until this I point, but I had to. I also saw a video recently that was talking about, like, literally probably yesterday. And it was saying how... Um, being a millennial or being a 90s kid is like having nostalgia for like the worst era of music and I don't agree with that but like the song that they chose <laughs> was not a great song it was like we thought this was the best song ever and like we oh. like some of the songs that we do that like are they great songs or is it just like the heavy nostalgia associated with, <laughs> with it right yeah for sure <laughs> interesting oh well there were definitely some memorable moments in the 90s. And like you were talking about before, I really appreciate the nostalgia that comes along with it because it. so many of these things are tied with really good memories. And maybe those songs were tied with really good memories for people as well. Because I can definitely think of My Heart Will Go On as tied to going to the movie theater as a kid. <laughs> so uh, funny. Oh, man. And another thing I saw recently that like has made me stop and think for a little bit. And it's something that we've already kind of touched on. But just the idea that like we used to read so much and like I loved reading all the series like, yes, we've talked about throwback books that we used to love before. I'm pretty sure in an entire, not an entire episode, but a throwback section like Goosebumps and Magic mm -hmm. Treehouse and oh, the best. Junie B. Jones. I don't know. Like babysitters club like i read all i'm already i was always a series kid like i love series then i love series now but like just that idea that like we read a lot and one of the reasons i really think that that was the case too was that there wasn't as many things competing for our time like mm -hmm. i feel like as a kid you yeah. had like a few options when we were growing up it was like you could play with your toys which like i had plenty of toys to play with you could play like video games because i feel like we were still at a time where we weren't quite 
we didn't have quite as many handheld devices like mm-hmm. early, early on. Like that's like Nintendo and like Segas and GameCubes. And before they you had take like, forever to load. I think that yeah. was part of the issue. <laughs> <laughs> or you could like, you could throw on a VHS, you can play outside. But like a lot of kids and like I like opted to read. And so like we didn't have this thing now where you're getting caught up in time sucks like yeah. looking up from social media and hours have passed and you're just kind of like, oh, oops. Like, yeah. <laughs> and isn't that kind of nice to know that that's where we started at in our childhoods? Like we know what it's like to just be able to pick up a book and not have to worry about other things competing for our time. It It really is kind of that freeing feeling of like we developed a passion for learning and for reading when we were so young and that's carried with us too. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, part of that is just growing up. <laughs> oh, too, for sure. Because like, yeah. Of course, now there's more things that occupy our time. Like, mm-hmm. we did have school, but we didn't have as many post school responsibilities outside of like sports and clubs and things like that. Mm-hmm. I guess it just really depends. But yeah, adult Absolutely. life hits different. <laughs> It really does, but it's so nice to be able to take this walk down memory lane and maybe all of you out there have found something that has spurred your nostalgia as well this week. Yes, I do miss our throwback segment. So it was fun to talk about a couple of things that we missed about the 90s and we will be back next week to chat about more fun things on Virtually Best Friends Pod. But until then, bye!